0: Welcome everybody. We have a very special episode from Geek Network. I will be your host. It's me, Josue. I have my co-host here as well. But first, I need to welcome our special guest, singer, songwriter, guitarist from Taco Sauce, Gabi Montoya. Hey. Hi. Thank you so much for being here with us.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, of course. Um, So, um, at Geek Network, we have a series of four shows. And before I kick it over to my co-host, we we like to know... From the first one is called binge watching and what have you been watching
1: me oh sorry yeah <laughs> i've been watching so i had to do tiger king because everybody's <laughs> been talking about it and it was uh just as crazy as everyone said um it was good like garbage um, reality TV. So that was cool. And then I got into Better Call Saul. I'm really into that. Ooh. And then when I need something to just like chill and watch, we've been watching Steven Universe because I had never gotten to that when it came out. So we're like really deep in Steven Universe right now. Nice.
0: That's oh, what I need, to, I need to do too. Like, I love recommending Over the Garden Wall. It's another Cartoon Network show. Um, but Steven Universe is one I definitely need to try. Mm -hmm. uh so cool uh like i'm gonna kick it over to my other co-host uh keith
2: uh hey guys uh so uh our second show with the geek network is revolving around gaming whether it's video game tabletop or whatever any kind of gaming you might do uh so we're curious if you are a gamer if you play any games recently or anything like that
1: Um, so I have a switch and we've been slowly accumulating switch games. And so right now we're really into, I'm almost done with Mario Odyssey. I like really cartoon games. Like I'm still with the old school, like Mario and Donkey Kong, all (laughs) that. Like that's my like childhood stuff. I never got into the real, like, like, cool like geek gaming but my partner is into that he has a bunch of those games that i don't even touch but yeah mario odyssey donkey kong and we just got animal crossing which is a little harder <laughs> for me to get into i'm kind of bored with it but my partner like <laughs> needs it to decompress so he just keeps doing that a lot so it's cool it's i, I like it i see the point awesome.
2: i literally was playing animal crossing while we were sitting here waiting for you <laughs> so, that's it's pretty good. funny it's like
1: something to just like sit down and do and it's not very stressful so it's yeah cool. i like it
0: yeah definitely I, I personally loved odyssey it was it is one of my favorite switch games that went to full completion i got my odyssey gold because i just had to get every moon it, i just loved it that much
1: <laughs> so you like after you passed like the game you went back and got like all the moons and stuff i went back
0: and got all the moons to, and then you see your balloon get, um, go from yellow to gold or white to gold
1: Oh, wow, yeah, I'm gonna do that. I like that. That once you like complete the main goals, you can go back and get all it's these a games.
0: challenge, it's a challenge, and I felt so accomplished afterwards. But honestly, it's a game I miss to play so much because honestly, there's really nothing for me to go back to because I got them all, but I missed it so much.
1: Yeah, Uh-oh. when I finish it, I can see myself going back and starting from the beginning. It's a really fun game. Yeah, I
0: probably should.
2: Awesome. Well, um. Our third show is actually the show I host every week uh, called We Have Issues, which is about uh, basically what we've been reading. A lot of times we talk about comics, but books or manga or anything else you might be reading. I was just curious if you've read anything recently.
1: Yeah, so this has been nice to like have some time to just chill out and read. So we set a hammock up in our front yard and have been hanging out there reading. So I got into uh, it's good and mad. It's um, oh man, I wish I could remember the author, but it's a, basically a book about like women's anger through history and how it's been like instrumental in like uh revolutions and like politics and civic change yeah. and democracy so i've been reading that and then my fun garbage book i've been reading is gone girl which i saw the <laughs> movie and i just have like devoured that book i'm like almost to the end and uh, so that's fun and then Now that I've, like, eased myself back into reading, I'm going to, like, dive into some of the heavier stuff in my bookshelf. Like, I amass all these, like, classics I want to read that I just never touch. So now I'm like, all right, I might actually do it now. (laughs) So, yeah, lots of time reading for sure.
2: Yeah, we've we've been really getting a lot of extra time to get our reading in. And so I've been delving into the classics and stuff, too. So that's really awesome to hear. What was the name of the first book?
1: Good and Mad.
2: Good and mad. Okay. I'm going to have to look that up because that yeah. sounds awesome.
1: Yeah, it
0: is. It's really good.
2: Cool. Um, all right. And then uh, I'm going to kick it back over to our host, Josue, to wrap us up with the questions.
0: Sweet. Um, so, and then our our last show, um, not necessarily in that order on the way we release them. But anyway, it's an <laughs> infinite playlist. So, we'd like to know what have you just also been listening to?
1: Mostly very chill stuff thundercat came out with a new album that's really good thundercat i saw that yeah so yeah that's good it's very different um that and a lot of like chill like r&b soul pop things kind of in that vein um Oh, John Prine just passed away, so I'm trying to oh, his whole discography that's true. because yeah, that was heartbreaking. I, I was like, yeah, it's just like so heartbreaking for so many different communities. Like he seemed like just a great person, like a great songwriter, mm-hmm. but just like a great person. So that was really heartbreaking to see. And I was always like, oh, I need to get more into his music, and like now he's gone, and that really sucks. So I'm trying to like work my way through all of his stuff, learn some songwriter tricks from him so um but yeah just just whatever going through random spotify playlists always trying to find new weird music and stuff so it's good to like sort my playlists on spotify i have like 500 playlists so i'm trying to go through (laughs) them and kind of sort my music right now
2: yeah Yeah. i'm a a playlist junkie myself (laughs) uh me and my friends used to do playlist challenges to each other where we'd say, okay, you can make this playlist as long as you want, but you can't repeat an artist and not just a band, but any artist. So if you want Foo Fighters, you can't have Nirvana because of Dave Grohl and like, and just stuff like that. It's so much fun. So yeah, that's awesome.
0: Yeah. I know what you mean um, with like the passing of somebody. I was like, I should have gotten them, into them too. Cause um, I completely dismissed about talking about her. We just had a, there's a rapper, China Rogers who just passed away too. And I was like, as I'm getting into her music, I go fuck. Like I should have listened to her more, like from a long time ago. So that was really sad for me too.
1: Yeah, it's sad that that's so often the case. That you're always like, oh yeah, someday, someday, and then like when they finally die, you're like, oh man, I really should have listened to their music. Yeah,
0: I could have gone to one of their shows that were probably like twenty five, thirty dollars for a ticket. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so, so anyway, let's get talk. Let's get down to talking about you and your bands. Um, so. I found you through Roger from Happy Times, Sad Times when they got to play some shows in Arizona, and yeah, yeah, and so he was he posted you on their on his stories, and I was like, well, this sounds really interesting, but obviously the quality wasn't all there, so that's Mm -hmm. when I discovered you. I was like, holy shit, and you all you all became like one of my favorite bands of last year, like no joke, like that original hot EP was like one of my favorite things. Oh,
1: thank you. Have you yeah. got to hear our new singles
0: of course so we'll definitely be talking about those <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's been he's been singing your guys' praises to us
2: on the show yeah. you're one of the first bands added to the playlist actually
0: got it all exposed so, yeah. I, I had to put, <laughs> crash your bike um but yeah no i believe i pushed you guys like since like the beginning of like our podcast too um uh, yeah. so I'll, I'll go for my my first first unofficial question how did you guys get end up knowing Happy Times, Sad Times? Just a shout out to my good buddy Roger.
1: So that was through Susie True. They're a band we've played with several times from LA.
0: They and... opened for them here. Sorry. Huh. Oh, I, I wanted to add like Susie True opened for Happy Times, Sad Times up here. So yeah, I'm familiar with them too
1: oh okay awesome yeah so they're another like all femme kind of like punk fan in in that vein so they set up uh, the Tucson shows for when they were on tour with Happy Times, Sad Times and so we all got to play together last summer and it was a really fun show I was glad we got to do that and then we played with Suzy Drew again in uh, LA recently before we had to like cancel the rest of our tour Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah it was a fun show here in Tucson that was how we met them all
0: nice um yeah i I got to go to happy times sad times like final show in seattle and it was very sad it was more sad times than happy times but i definitely cried
1: (laughs) oh yeah i was watching all those instagram videos i was like man like i only got to see this band the one time i played with them and now it's over yeah well they said they said they were on like hiatus a
0: hiatus
1: so it's it's possible we'll see
0: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no. It just sucks, like at least like for like the last time I saw them, I actually got to know all their songs. Like the two times before that, I there was no way for me to get their music. Um. So yeah. So thank you, happy times, sad times. Um. But now, thank you for happy times, sad times. We have taco sauce, or at least I do. Um. But <laughs> as far as you, Gabby, uh, you're very, very talented. Like, how long have you been playing music for?
1: Um. More- like my whole life. I like always wanted to be a singer. I always wanted to be the center of attention. And I grew up in a really small town where there weren't a lot of opportunities. So my first like real opportunities to like be on stage and like play instruments and stuff was actually like in church in middle school. And like, I'm an atheist now. So I, I probably like took advantage of that a little bit when I wasn't even like that into it. But it was an opportunity to like sing and then I started playing piano when I was 14, and then I started playing guitar right after that. And I mostly play keyboard just to, like, decompress now. Like, I love playing piano, but, like, guitar is definitely my main thing. So I've been doing that since high school. And, yeah, I've just been, like, a singer, guitarist, songwriter ever since that. I I stopped for a while when I was in college because it was um, a music program where they They pretty much always teach you classic music, classical Mm -hmm. music and like college programs. So I was like singing opera and shit for like four years and didn't (laughs) have the energy to like actually work on my own music, which was annoying. Like I gained a lot of important skills and like music theory and shit from that. But yeah, right after that, I was like, fuck this. And I went right back to like rock and roll. And here I am. I've been doing my own music again for at least like the last five or six years.
0: Well, fuck yeah! Nice. But, uh, um, yeah, go for Keith.
2: I have a quick follow up. Um, I'm curious because, of course, if you guys if you look the band up, it says they're from Tucson, but you said a small town. Is that an Arizona town?
1: Uh, New Mexico, actually. Um, oh, I gotcha. grew up. I was born in Santa Fe, and then I grew up in like different areas of New Mexico, and then went to school in Orange County california and was like sick of that culture and i was like i want to (laughs) be back in the desert with like cool people so i was like tucson i'm gonna move to tucson and it is cool it's great like music scene culture cool people our like unofficial motto of tucson is keep tucson shitty so we're (laughs) we're trying to hold back those gentrifiers
2: they're doing a good job of that (laughs) (laughs) I'm we're... a Phoenix boys, so.
0: <laughs> and originally, we're we're both from Yuma, Arizona. So Tucson yeah. is essentially just a bigger Yuma. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay.
1: Yeah, you guys get it. You kind of know the. Whole oh, thing. totally.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, my follow-up question was like, uh, you like a show? Like, well, when you listen to the band, like, you have a very powerful voice. Uh, I, I had a follow-up question that like, if you if you took singing lessons from a young age, but you actually practiced opera, so that's really fucking cool.
1: Yeah, that definitely helped a lot. Uh, now I get to make good use of that, doing slightly like unhealthy things with my voice in taco sauce. But I try <laughs> to use that like good technique as much as I can. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's no, super dope. Um, so, uh, next question is, um, so I just found out about your other project, Juju Fontaine. So, I'd like to talk about that briefly. Um, what is an update with Juju Fontaine?
1: So before, in the before times, before I went on (laughs) tour with Taco Sauce, we were recording our debut album, finally, because I had started Juju Fontaine about like a year before. A year or two before Taco Sauce, and that was like my main project, kind of like blues rock roots, like soul pop kind of stuff, like more my main style of like songwriting Um, Hmm. and then had a few little like EPs, but then Taco Sauce started and like consumed my life like it was supposed to be a a side project and it became like this huge thing and we played like so many shows so finally like at the beginning of this year we started recording the debut album and then i was supposed to finish it when we got back from tour but Yeah, now we're all like quarantined and i uh, have no idea okay. when it's that's really gonna good. happen
0: it's really good like i it's just like a, ho- a whole other side to you it's just amazing like like it's either uh, you, you can't compare it to taco sauce but i'm saying i'm just saying this like in the almost like greatest way like to both yeah. bands um so because like my next one with it is um the live session at Waterworks studio mm-hmm. like what was that like having like jim waters there like keith like he's he's worked with uh sonic yeah. and then john spencer and the oh Beatles yeah <laughs> like, specifically yeah, so, to bell bottoms
1: right? yeah he's like a legend like a like a engineering legend and which I didn't really know who he was when we did that that was like two years ago and I didn't really it wasn't like a big deal to me because I was like this is my like stoner drummer's friend like whatever (laughs) it's probably not a big deal (laughs) like my like he's really good friends with him so um so we got a good deal on that because it was supposed to be for downtown radio station and then there was like a lot of drama with them because their former director was like a not great person so he like <laughs> kicked us off that session but water Work studio was still jim was still like we'll still like i can do a little like live ep for you because i feel bad that he did that to you so we still got to record that we didn't plan it we didn't plan e- recording an ep at all so it was like a last minute thing we had barely like practiced for it And But it was beautiful what came out of that, you know, just, like, this impromptu, like, EP of, like, the songs we had prepared so far. So, you know, all things considered, I'm happy with how it came out, but I was so excited to finally get to record, like, a real album with all the pieces present that I wanted there. And it's with Jim Waters, again, because he's amazing and just, like, a really easy guy to work with, like, very, like, helpful and just knows his shit, so yeah. I'm I'm hoping we get to get back in the studio soon, but, you know, who knows. Fingers
0: crossed. Uh, no, I, I do love the way it turned out. There's like a, there's certain certain tracks have like the fade in or fade out, but but you know it's like a live session, um, so it just adds more to like the authenticity to, to the sound. Mm-hmm. Um, so is there any way we can find like physical copies of that live sesh, or but you just said you recorded recording the first album for Juju.
1: Yeah, so the, um, I'm such a perfectionist. I don't know if I would ever want to put that out because (laughs) it was live, so it was a little rocky. So now, obviously, we've evolved a lot past that. Mm -hmm. And it's still special to me because it was our first one altogether. Um, But yeah, I think we're, we're just aiming all our energy at that main album, which will have most of those songs there in their new versions, because we haven't had time to write. We have about, like, 10 or 11 songs on the upcoming album, but, yeah, a lot of those will be there. One called 2468, I kind of kicked that out of the juju rotation, but I made it my own song, so I'm planning on recording my solo version of that with all my cool, like, ambient things, so that'll be um, in the universe somewhere soon, also. That that was our
0: probably my favorite one so it's cool I'm excited to see what you do with it
1: yeah that's funny a lot of people say that and I was surprised because it's like one of my slowest like most chill songs and I always think people are going to be like off-put by like the sappy like lovey-dovey songs but a lot of people really like it so uh, I'm I'm still it's been difficult to use it for Sorry, I'm, like, plugging my thing in right now. It's been difficult to use it for Juju Fontaine because I think my bandmates didn't really connect with it in the same way that I do.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, So I'm going to take it for my solo project, which is, like – Sometimes Gabby Montoya, sometimes my anagram, Gat Mooney. So if you follow me on Instagram, that'd be the best way to hear that stuff. But I'm really good at like compartmentalizing all my music into like different projects, as you've probably noticed.
0: No, that's cool. That was going to be a question a little bit down the line. Uh, So thank you for kind of answering that question. Um, No, I I totally understand what you mean by that. And sorry if you hear some banging. (laughs) Um, It's okay. uh, So... I forgot my place. Um, no, I, what I want to add is that like, yeah, like you can say like the Juju Fontaine, like, it just sounds more like it could be like the lovey dovey side. It's not essentially that, but it's definitely like a whole other side. Cause let's get down to the, what we're here for taco sauce. Like this, band, your other side is now saying, being in your face, sometimes being like, Hey, fuck you. Um, this is usually this is,
1: being fuck you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, so how did taco sauce come together?
1: So that started with a couple demos I recorded with this really cool like multimedia artist uh, named Andrew Shuta. I think he lives in like New York now, but he was awesome. And he had heard some of my like basic demos of those songs and offered to record some real ones. So um, and it was like all based on these really petty like song lyrics that me and my best friend Mikey would send back and forth to each other and. Um, And and so, like, she would send me, like, silly things about being, like, a sad alien girl who's all alone, and I would send her back things about song lyrics about, like, Tinder and how much it sucks. So that was the genesis of Swipe,
0: uh... Swipe Left, nope.
1: I always always call it Swipe Right. It's Swipe Left. (laughs)
0: Um...
1: Right.
0: That's what it is right, swipe yeah, swipe left.
1: left. I, nope. I haven't been on Tinder so long. I don't remember what the bad one is. It's the bad one. Um, <laughs> swipe left and crashed your bike were those two first demos. And then I found um Izzy Isabella on Instagram, and she was kind of like a local, celebrity just cuz she's like this cool like model like rock and roll girl like her handle is rock and roll witch and um like, i basically poison ivy <laughs> Yeah, basically. She's, like, the Chicana, like, Poison Ivy. So she was, like, posting something of her playing bass. And I was like, whoa, dude, you play bass? Be in my band. And she, like, came over. I showed her the demos. She started, like, playing it right away. And I was like, cool. We're, like, in a band together. Um, And, like, we found a drummer and just started playing shows. And it, yeah, just kind of, like, Happened pretty easily I just like had this music and I was like hey I want to do this like kind of girl punk thing right girl thing but like like 60s pop sounding a little bit um and it caught on it got on really well I really didn't expect like the reception we got when we started playing out so, uh, yeah, it was kind of, it was pretty organic, like, people responded to it, and I had no idea there was this, like, want for more really just, like, aggressive, Oh, totally. like, angry, don't give a fuck, like, femme rock.
0: It's exactly what's needed right now, at least, like, for me. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's what I look for. <laughs> Uh, yeah we always hear
1: like girls like come up to us and like yeah this is actually like what i needed what i've been searching for you say all these things that i've been thinking but nobody says but like guys too we didn't expect like how much it appealed to guys like how much they they've been so supportive of it and genuinely like into it mainly younger younger guys there's a lot of like Mm -hmm. older punk guys in the older white punk guys in the community who don't get it (laughs) they're like we won best punk band two years in a row and like tucson weekly and there's these like we always hear of these older guys who are like oh i don't get it like they're cool but like uh, fuck them you guys are awesome you guys deserve it it's
2: it's the same guys that hear baby metal and they're like this isn't really metal and it's like well (laughs) fuck you like (laughs) so yeah
1: the establishment (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually wanted to ask, because um, as Hostway introduced me to Taco Sauce, uh, I, I didn't realize what it was going to be, and I immediately was like, oh, this is basically surfer rock, and I'm really big into surfer culture, especially like that 60s surfer rock style that this is, and I really like that, and just kind of going back to that and the fact that you have multiple projects... What were you listening to growing up like what was your earliest influences
1: um a ton of beach boys actually <laughs> yes like, i love the beach boys My grandparents are like <laughs> really into the beach boys and mm-hmm. um when they my grandparents gave me this 99 ford ranger when i left for college because i didn't have a reliable car and mm-hmm. the only tape it had because it didn't have like cds or like augs or anything the only tape it had was the Beach Boys Pet Sounds. So, like, driving ah. back and forth from California to New Mexico, I would be listening to this tape pretty much on repeat. And, um, you know, and then Brian Wilson is such a genius, which I didn't realize until a little later in life, like, how incredible yeah. he is. So, he's really inspiring to me. Um, I listen to a lot of the Beach Boys, a lot of, like, oldies stuff, like, whatever my mom was listening to um mostly like cool oldie's stuff even though she's not that old she's only like 50 now but she was always into like s- like beach stuff my mom was mm-hmm. always really obsessed with the beach so probably did listen to a lot more beach rock than i realize now um mm-hmm. and then my big sister would only listen to like gangster rap and like r&b <laughs> so <laughs> i listened to a lot of that cuz i just wanted to listen to whatever my cool old sister was listening to um, and didn't get into like real rock and roll until like maybe high school was when I got really into like like going through all the classic rock and '90s rock and like grunge and like all of that stuff was getting introduced to me. And also, of course, emo. That was when like emo was cool. When I was, was big, yeah. School,
0: so. <laughs> 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 but we were all emo in high school, so that's why I was big. Yeah. How dare you? I <laughs> <thought> <laughs> that in the best way. <laughs> We're all
1: really in touch with our feelings now, and it's not a bad thing.
0: Uh, so, uh, so yeah, no, I love, I love describing you guys as like if as the surf Rock, but if like based on your covers, like if Cream was influenced by Selena in that order. Uh, <laughs> so, so that being said, uh, any plans for any Spanish tracks down the line? Like with your style, you kind of like revive what was once uh el rock en español like kind of like from like Atercio Pelados to solasterio
1: yeah so people have asked that and so the thing is i'm not a native spanish speaker and i think my bandmates they're um they're better than i am at it but i don't think any of us are like fluent enough to like write really cool lyrics. Maybe if we all like put our heads together and figured it out, like we talk about this a lot, how we felt so disconnected from like our culture as, as children, because you know, all our parents are like assimilate, like be American, you know, uh talk English. And so now we're like growing up and like discovering all this really cool, like different genres of Spanish music and Latin music. And, uh so so maybe it's possible. We've been jamming more in like cool like cumbia styles lately. Yes. I think that comes naturally to all of us, but as far as lyricism, I think that would take a little bit more work, maybe some mm-hmm. outside mm-hmm. help
0: Right on. okay, oh, I mean, like I honestly could not wait for that, for those tracks to you there um so um which of your songs do you love to play out your shows the most? like were they having like a good a good or a bad show? you know like by this song like you're just gonna be enjoying your time.
1: Gaslight, we always, like, open or closed with Gaslight because it's just such a banger. Like, yeah. it's a fun song. Like, it's a fun solo for me to play. Kick Rocks. So our two new singles, Kick Rocks and Good News, those are also both bangers. So, yeah, we whip those out when things are getting boring or end with those so we can have, like, a big finish. And Kick Rocks, we actually live, we added this cool, like, um like doom breakdown at the very end that's not in the single so you have to watch us live to see (laughs) that and that always gets people going we'll like put our legs up on the bass drum and like headbang. people are super into it so that's always a good one to end with and then good news is kind of like our disco punk one yeah so yeah we injected some new cool like flavors into the the rotation with those two tracks
0: cool yeah the yeah. Uh, gaslight is a banger I, I don't know what it is like personally my favorite one has always been uh, crash your bike it just sounds so sweet but honestly I think good news is is going up there as my, my next favorite one yeah, so it's I'm, fun. it is fun because yeah I'll stop with the next two questions like you just recently released those two songs Kick rocks and good news like both the which like I, I really love like kick rocks is just yeah. kick ass and just I love me a great like fucky song and now good news <laughs> is just such a it has such a dope 80s vibe. Like, where, like, there's, like, an 80s influence, and you just said it, like, there's, like, a disco punk. So, yeah, if you want to tell us more about those.
1: Yeah, so, Kick Rocks was... That one was pretty easy, because we... Like, I had all these ideas for this, like, fuck you song. And it's fun because it has this, like, kick rocks, pound sand, eat bricks. Like, these really yes. innocent things. And then it's like, fuck you. Uh, so, that one was really, like, easy and came natural. Um, and then good news, we were working on that. Like, I had written all of the, like, lyrics. It was all of this, like, pent up, like, like anti like religious sentiment that i had kind of formulated into words finally like telling like saying god's really fucked up he's murdered a lot of people and i don't (laughs) want to go to heaven with you and your crazy psychotic god like i would rather go to hell with with my god of rock and roll (laughs) so so that's awesome. that's kind of what that. that was about. And we couldn't figure out the vibe. Like, I had the chords, I had the lyrics, but just getting that, like, vibe, like, it was more of like mid tempo rock when we first did it. And it just wasn't working. And then I heard this, like, fast, like, like, that really fast drum beat we had in there on, like, some kind of, like, indie pop song. And I was like, that, that's the fucking beat. And I, like, came and showed it to my drummer. And, I and mean, we, like, worked it out, and we're like, this is, like, disco. Like, this is – and and then yeah. Izzy added that intro. She was doing that cool bass line, and I just started, like, adding some guitar on top of that. Um, and, yeah, so just, like, piece by piece, it finally came together into this, like, really cool monster that, like, gets people dancing at shows. Um, yeah, no, it's awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. a lot of work, but it was worth it. <laughs>
0: It always gets me when, uh, at the chorus, when it's like, I'll take a chance with the devil if heaven is forever. And like, by the time you get that, you just suspend it. And it's just like, it's perfect 80s. I love it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so poignant.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, um, oh, where is it? Like, how are you feeling about the music scene in Arizona? Like, from my time in Tempe, like, the music scene was going, like, really strong with, like, bands like Palms. And, oh, um, uh, what was the other band I really, really liked? Uh, I'll come back to it. Um but, uh, like, what's your favorite city to play outside of, uh, Tucson?
1: Let's see, we've played, oh, when we were on tour, so we played in Tempe, we've played in a bunch of places in like Phoenix and Tempe, and which is always good, there's always like a decent turnout when you go to Phoenix, Um, like, th- that's cool, it's solid and reliable, but we went to Flagstaff, and it was so hard, no one would answer us, no one would like give us a show anywhere, like, no one responded to our emails, and we were, it was weird, because we were like, I feel like people in Arizona kind of know who we are by now, And no one would reply. So we finally got a show at this DIY place. And I won't say the name just because I think they – like people know who they are, but they still don't want to like get kicked out. It's been going on for at least like a decade. But anyways, it's (laughs) this cool DIY space. If you're in Flagstaff, you probably know what I'm talking about. It's this like basement. And they answered us and gave us a show. And I was pretty dismissive of it at first. I was like, man, I hate like DIY punk shows. Like, people are always just so, like, rough, and they, like, fucking touch me and push my mic stand into my face. Mm. I really hate it. <laughs> like, I hate <laughs> I hate being that close to a bosh pit in a room. And so I was really dismissive of it. But then we got there, and everyone was so nice, so welcoming. And it was probably the best show of tour. It was this little, cramped, loud basement, just, like, packed. And everyone was so cool. Like, the whole... The whole experience was amazing so honestly flagstaff kind of like showed us like yeah we still do have a cool music scene even though it's kind of underground we're kind of gentrified There's like it's expensive to live here but like some of us are still here like clinging to rock and roll so that was that was awesome
0: nice and those are the people that i read like you you make their whole month just because like you were able to make it to like the little city that a little town that bands will tend to or tend to avoid
1: yeah, it means so much to people, and I always take that for granted. I've gotten so jaded, but I forgot what that was like when I was a kid, going to these shows and being like, "Whoa, these people are so cool! I can't believe like they came here and played a yeah. show." So that always means so much to me when people are actually like really excited to like have us there in their town.
0: Fuck yeah! Um, so recently, you also um, shared your NPR Tiny Desk entry, uh, your song "The Fire." Yeah. Um, I I was going to ask if that was for like a solo take or if you're going to associate like that entry to bring in taco sauce. But you just said you're, you're also planning on doing a solo act.
1: Right. Yeah, that's part of my solo stuff, which I do a lot of solo stuff around town like i'll do like the mostly just like for money when i can get like a paid like two-hour gig to -hmm. play like as much music as i want like covers and like my own stuff that i never get to play um but i haven't promoted it as much and now that i have all this time i'm like finally i get to build up all these songs i've been working on and that was one of them and that i rearranged till i got this cool like looped layered thing that you saw in the tiny desk video um, and it's funny, I'm looking at all of my like post-it notes on my wall, like I have different colored post-it notes for what I need to do for each separate project. <laughs> and so like having all this like quarantine time has given me time to really like work <laughs> out um, what it is I actually like want to accomplish and and focus on. And so we just released those singles for taco sauce. So I feel like good. I've gotten something done with like taco sauce. I can't do my juju stuff because we can't. Record just yet, so it's yeah. given me lots of time to focus on um, my really personal, like solo stuff that I'm very passionate about, but don't get to show as much because I have all these, um, I have all these other things I need to do with my other projects that people are waiting on. So it's been nice in that regard.
2: So, uh, I have a question, because you mentioned covers, and uh, we actually did a playlist uh, <laughs> about just only cover songs, and I'm curious, so let's say you're setting up a show, and they say, okay, you can play whatever you want, but you can only play one cover, what do you play?
1: Hmm. Okay, which band? Does it doesn't matter which band, because so? <laughs> it depends. Just,
2: just um, each one, if you want to.
1: Okay, so if it was Taco Sauce, and we could only do one cover on like a typical like bar venue Mm -hmm. our go-to is almost always headbanger by king tough uh because that's like a really fun like power pop one to play um we also uh for Halloween, we finally learned Psycho Killer, which is Banger. <laughs> cool. Um, <Awesome. laughs> and Black Leather Lagoon, we learned that by um, The Cramps. So mm-hmm. probably one of those three. But yeah, we usually go to Headbanger just because it's so easy to insert in there, get people like dancing. They're kind of familiar with King Tuff. Uh Rebel Girl, we do Rebel Girl. Or we did. We did Rebel Girl a lot for a while and then kind of, you know, shelved it just because we did it a lot. But um, you know, that's also a solid like riot girl classic when right. you want to show people like, yes, we are also kind of a riot girl band. We'll throw that in there. <laughs> um And
0: awesome. then
1: for Juju, um, we added some new covers. Um, I've been doing "Red Bone" by Childish Gambino. Yeah, Because oh, um, I got a synth <laughs> pedal. I got this cool uh synth pedal for Christmas that my partner got me. So all those cool like wow 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 like songs yes. sounds he does in that song, I can get some of those. And I have my wah pedal to do some like cool like solo lines. So for Juju, we've been doing that one a lot and there's been a good reception so i'm going to stick with that red bone by childish gambino That's
2: and awesome.
1: when i'm so um oh i started pulling out our selena medley taco sauce does a cool selena medley of uh como la flor um Siunaves and Biddy Biddy Bum Bum, and I, I Izzy always sings Siunaves, so I don't do that. But I'll do Como la Flor and Biddy Biddy Bum Bums because when I'm doing um, a solo show it, anywhere in like the Southwest, the Greater Southwest, people are gonna be like, "Yeah, <laughs> so that's uh, that's always a good one to pull out when things are getting boring." I'm like, "All right, I got this."
2: <laughs> the easiest cheer ever in yeah. Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> <It's working. laughs>
0: awesome. Uh, so um, so is basically band practice like on hold right now or do you guys tend to send like clips to each other just to get something going
1: um, no it's been pretty much on hold <laughs> we haven't <laughs> done a lot um And I like I could I could be working on new songs and sending them demos. That's usually how it works, anyways. Is all like write and arrange most of the song, and then like send them the demo and be like, you can play the part that I gave you, you can make up your own part, do what you want. Like, but I could be doing that. But I, we've already done so much lately. I'm like, we let's just take a break. It's fine. Like, we, yeah. We've, we've yeah. done a tour. We've released some new stuff. Like, it's okay.
0: Nice. So, yeah, just take a breather for a while. I mean, you did just come back from a mini tour, so that was awesome.
1: Yeah, and uh, we only had to cancel three, our last three dates. So yeah. I think we had at least like 11, 12 shows that we got to play. So it was a decent tour, all things considered. Um, but yeah, we were all really exhausted by the end of that. So we were like, it's fine. Go home. Yeah. You don't need to see me.
0: Was that like your first extensive tour?
1: Yeah, we've done a few uh, mini tours before that. Like, we've gone up to LA just for, like, an LA show before. We've done, like, the Arizona circuit, like, New Mexico circuit. Um, So, yeah, we we do some weekend stuff when we can. But that was the first time we actually planned out, like, a solid, like, two-week tour, take off from work, you know, find places to sleep, plan out gas money and all that. Like, that was the first time we actually went through that process. So it was a good learning process, and all our shows were pretty great. So it was it was good. I'm glad I'm glad we got to do that before the world ended.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> um, yeah, my one regret is like, hope hopefully I do get to see you guys when this passes.
1: Yeah, hopefully, like maybe within like the next two months. Maybe never. Something. Like it's a toss up, you know.
0: Yeah, it really is. But that's why I, I really didn't want to talk about all of that bullshit. I want to keep it happy and talking about you and taco sauce. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a reality we're living in, but yeah. you know,
0: um, so yeah, that pretty much like wraps it up uh, from most of my questions. Uh, Keith, do you have anything else to add? Uh,
2: no, just, uh, whenever you're back in the Phoenix area, I will be there with a the crew. I promise you that, um, a couple of us are located in the the Phoenix area now uh for the podcast and um I definitely will drag all of them and everybody I can, because it's, it sounds like a lot of fun. And uh, that's honestly, I'm at the age and I'm, I'm so old, I know, but um, <laughs> I'm at the age where I want to have fun at a concert, right. you know, and I want to like, and I, I listen to taco sauce. And I'm like, yeah, this is what I want to listen to. So uh, yeah, props on that. And I can't wait to dive into uh, everything else you're doing. Uh, this was all really informative to me. So
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah keep <write> it down <laughs> keep a running list. Oh, of- <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's always hilarious because there's people who know me from like one of my bands and they have no idea I'm in the person in the other band. also like there's a lot of people <laughs> who only know me for one persona, but little do they know there's like three or four Gabby personas floating out in
0: the <laughs> yeah
1: which is cool. I enjoy it.
0: Yeah, no, I'll, I'll for sure. I, I'm always blasting you guys shows from like when you guys play at the Yucca Tap Room in Phoenix, or when you actually play at the Comic Con in in San Luis too. So I'm always keeping an eye out. and and uh, ear out for your shows for when I can't go to them.
1: Hell yeah! Well, hopefully, here's the hoping that we get out there soon because I think we're all going crazy not being able to play shows, going from playing multiple shows a week to, to nothing. Shows. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so kind of wrapping up here. Um, Coming back to uh, one of our other shows, uh, the Infinite Place that we that I host, um, we we kind of set out to bring our personal favorite choices based on a different theme each week, and this week is entrance music. So we'd like to know if you have a personal song that you just want to like walk into a room to, or if you had, like a wrestling match, like that's your song. Okay,
1: so. I could go with the easy choice, which is Kick Rocks. I wrote my own.
2: Yes. (laughs) Oh, my gosh, yes. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, Yeah, that's always, like, a solid go-to. I think I would probably – like, I'm thinking – Wrestling. I'm actually thinking something a little more down tempo, like uh, maybe The Clash. Go straight to hell because it has that intro that most people recognize from what is it? Paper planes or that show or or that song? Mm -hmm. What is that? Is paper planes? I like paper get fly like planes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they use the clashes the clashes go straight to hell for that so people would think it's that but then it's like go straight to hell by the clash which is a really yeah. badass song in its own right so maybe that or them changes by thundercat cause it has that that like cool dirt 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 dirt, dirt, dirt like yep. bass line that you just kind of stroll into <laughs> so probably one of those two something chill either kick rocks which is like fuck you or something kind of chill that makes me look cool
0: fuck yeah we'll probably put them all <laughs> uh well thank you so much gabby like did you have anything else to add or anything you want to plug in
1: oh no i just hope everybody stays sane and tries to stay happy and safe and keep making art reading things doing what you can <laughs>
0: all of that so i'll plug for you you can listen to taco sauce on Bandcamp and pretty much like any any music sources please please go listen to taco sauce and actually go listen to uh, juju fontaine too i'm so excited for that album to come out thank you yeah um and i guess i'll i'll be your exit song for this one because i fucking love kick rocks so as always kick rocks pounce sand eat bricks fuck off up yours. Screw you. (laughs) Go to hell. Fuck off and fuck off. Thank you.
1: (laughs) Thank you.